Now today's federal newscast. I'm Terry Wing. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee has announced a long-awaited nomination hearing for new members to the Merit System Protection Board. The committee will consider the nominations for three new board members, Dennis Kirk to be the MSPB chairman, and Julia Clark and Andrew Montz to be members. Confirming those members would restore the MSPB's quorum, it's lacked a quorum for over a year and a half. The Office of Personnel Management is offering a few more details about the White House's decision to change the appointment process for administrative law judges. OPM says agency heads can now begin making administrative law judge appointments immediately. Incumbent judges will remain in the competitive service as long as they remain in their positions. OPM will terminate its current register of qualified candidates. Those currently on that list will be notified that their candidacy has been terminated. Senator Heidi Heitkamp is pitching a new agency for inspectors general. Speaking at an IG event Wednesday, Heitkamp said she supports creating an independent agency for federal oversight. She and Senator Ron Johnson have expressed frustration with the lack of permanent IGs at 13 different agencies. The Environmental Protection Agency's new acting administrator, Andrew Wheeler, is offering his agency staff a first glimpse of his priorities. In an address to employees yesterday, Wheeler said he wants to improve the agency's communication of environmental risk to stakeholders. Wheeler takes over for Scott Pruitt, who resigned as EPA Administrator last week amid mounting ethics scandals. The Veterans Affairs Department has lost another top executive. The VA says its Chief Human Capital Officer, Peter Shelby, has left the department to pursue opportunities in the private sector. Shelby served as the agency's Assistant Secretary for Human Resources and Administration for a little over a year. Shelby's departure means the VA has at least seven top leadership positions that are acting or vacant. Army leaders have approved a new fitness test designed to better prepare soldiers for combat and reduce injuries. Beginning October 2020, all soldiers will take the test. It's comprised of six events and includes a strength deadlift, hand-release push-ups, and a two-mile run. The Navy is taking some major steps to ease up on its grooming standards for female sailors. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. The Navy's top officer says the new rules make the service more inclusive. For example, women will now be allowed to wear their hair in ponytails or braids. Previous rules required them to tie their hair into tightly wrapped buns whenever they were wearing a uniform. The regulations were announced Wednesday and go into effect immediately. There are exceptions, though. Commanders are still allowed to put restrictions on hairstyles if they pose potential safety problems. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. U.S. military drone documents have ended up for sale on the dark web. More on that story now from Tom Temin. Threat intelligence firm Recorded Future says its analysis showed documents related to the MQ-9 aircraft were offered for sale by an English-speaking hacker, claiming access to export-controlled documents. The company says it was able to engage the hacker and confirm the documents were real. Then the same hacker produced data about the M1 Abrams tank. Recorded Future says the hacker used a well-known vulnerability in Netgear routers. I'm Tom Temin. The expansion of the login.gov platform for identity management to usajobs.gov and the sams.gov sites is more secure than ever. The General Services Administration's Technology Transformation Services Bug Bounty Program has fixed 51 problems, including three vulnerabilities considered high impact and one considered critical. So far, TTS has paid out almost $21,000 in rewards, with the average bounty coming in at about $300. 
Walter Copen, Undersecretary of Commerce and the Director of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, says NIST is working on developing a trustworthy, understandable framework around artificial intelligence. Pushing back on the administration's position that it's too early to think about regulating AI, Copen says AI is already here. He says government needs to coordinate with the private sector and academia to ensure an open and transparent process in developing standards. Commerce is seeking input on a key piece of the president's management agenda. The Commerce Department, the Federal Chief Information Officer, and the Office of Science and Technology Policy released the first of three requests for comments to help inform the long-term strategy for managing federal data as an asset. The White House made improving data management a central theme of the PMA. The goal owners want comments around four main areas, enterprise governance, access, use, and augmentation, decision-making and accountability, and commercialization, innovation, and public use. Comments are due by July 27th. I'm Jason Miller. The General Services Administration has a new map of federal office buildings across the country. The information system map uses federal real property profile data to show where agencies have underutilized property. GSA Administrator Emily Murphy says the map will help agencies decide where to shutter unused offices. Find these stories on federalnewsradio.com. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. And follow us at Federal Newscast on Twitter.